Don't ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Alright my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. Yo, what's good my podcast friends, it is Adam here and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio where we take it from the YouTube live stream where you guys can get your questions answered on anything around dating, relationships, and social dynamics in the world of human interaction. This episode is brought to you by bulldozer.com where you guys can pick up my ebook, The Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game, where you guys can get your day game sorted, action guide there, pair it up with a 30-day challenge and you'll be sweet. Also, booking one-on-one Skype coaching, dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to create actual change in your life. Ongoing packages are available for those that wish to join the bowl inside, which get the perks of priority messaging and priority session bookings. And of course, those day game foundational boot camps where you guys can have the path of illumination laid out for your social skill set, create the freedom of choice in your dating life, and no longer be scared of what it means to go up to an attractive woman wherever you are, whenever you are, and be able to bring the best of your 50. If you guys would like to donate to this pod to support what's going on here, you can do so through the PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, just my full name, Adam Ui. And anything you donate is tremendously appreciated. I'm extremely humbled and grateful. Thank you so much. And with that being said, it's time to dive into this social Q&A live. Let's go. It was about two weeks ago and this magic US said, he dropped a comment saying, just got put in the friend zone today. I guess it wasn't masculine enough. It's tough out here, man. And it's, while that wasn't the question, it's a question dropped on his thread that I wanted to get into, which was just from uh, someone named Matt Garcia, who very simply just said, how do you know you're in it? How do you know you're in the friend zone? And this is what I want to go into today, which is that, well, it seems like common sense, right? It seems like common sense that, well, do you have a sexually polarized relationship or not? However, it's actually something more subtle to it because it's not just a question of do you currently have a sexually polarized relationship with this woman? It's more so have you had a sexually polarized relationship? Have in the past, has the intent been there? Have you set the frame for that? And I guess I want to to really paint this out because you might be a little bit and also because I'm probably going to drop this on uh, spot on Spotify on the podcast as well, just an audio or if you know, those of you are just listening on audio. The key word there being have, I want to paint out a story for this, which is that it's not just are you guys having sex right now or do you, and that's a really crude, brutal way of saying it. But when you guys first started, when you had that initial interaction, was the frame set, was the intent set correctly? And the story I want to paint with this is one from uh, my own archives, right? So shout out to, uh, I could probably say her name, shout out to Joy. Uh, sexy, sexy Thai woman that I know. And I met her, what, a couple of years ago in November. It must be two years ago in November. Uh, classic day game. I was actually on a filming trip. I was out filming in Melbourne. And it was a slog of a day. I think she was maybe like the 16th girl or 17th girl I'd approach that day, uh, all while being filmed. And just, it was hot as fuck. It was November in Melbourne. And uh, she was wearing those tight, tight gym pants. It's almost see-through, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, she's just coming from gym. And I saw her. She's like a little bit taller than me, dark tan, Thai woman. And she's probably about five, six years older than me. At the, um, what was I, 24? I was probably 24 at the time. She was wet. She's over 30. And so right from the get of that interaction, of course, it's a direct interaction where I'm saying, yo, excuse me, miss. I saw you. Thought you looked beautiful today. I had to come say, hey. And we kick off this interaction. Now, interesting side note, uh, she actually had a fiance at the time. This is a whole different lesson. This is a whole different lesson. And maybe for another time, if you guys want to know more about this, I still, but she told me pretty damn early on, actually, in the interaction that she uh, had a fiance, but that doesn't bother me. Like, I'm not keeping her there. 
There's nothing that I'm doing that says you have to be here. And that's actually another nuance as well, which is the guys that give up too early. They give up so early. They think that when a girl says, oh, I have a boyfriend, I have a fiance, I'm married, got to give my friends, got to go to work, et cetera, et cetera. They look at what she says and not how she says it. So they completely miss all the subcommunicated behavior. Now, that's a whole different lesson. That's a whole different thing. If you guys want to know more about that, drop a comment uh, in the feed. I see some questions are coming in right now. So yeah, keep dropping your questions, guys, and make sure to hit that thumbs up as well. But getting back on this story here. So we're having this great interaction, and she's telling me she has a fiancé, but I'm like, that's cool anyways. I think we're cool together. Now, the way that I ended up uh, closing that was that, because at the end, how was it? It was like, obviously, in this day, it's not going to happen right then and there. We didn't really have time. To be honest, I really wasn't feeling it. I was just, well, in terms of, I was just fucked that day. So, of course, I'm going to seed for the day, too. I'm like, listen, you're cool. I'm cool. We're going to have to connect with each other at some point. And she's like, oh, but yeah, what, what about my, my fiancé? I'm like, listen, don't worry about the fiancé. Like, it's got to happen. Like, we're going to do it. She's like, okay, all right. And then we exchange details. And this is, oh, this is like, this is two stories in one. You got two plums or one right here. Because a lot of guys would think, oh, well, that's never going to connect through to anything. Well, what you don't realize and what people are so short-term focused on, so, their projections are so short-term, so they only act in this very... Um, must get now mentality it's a completely opposite mentality because you don't know what's going to happen one you don't know what boyfriend or fiance means at that moment in time but you don't know what that means in a week's time or a month's time and what so happens is that that fiance i remember i was going home i think in a week's time yeah i was going home in a week's time or something no i was leaving that day actually that was a short trip but i was coming back in a week's time and we connected and she ends up breaking up with her fiance in that time in the time between that I met her and then the next week when I was coming back, she broke up with her fiance. So there's a secondary lesson right there. As we just sit in here, get yourself some water. That's a secondary lesson for you all right now, which is that don't be so short-term focused. Don't worry, we'll get back to the friend zone thing. And I have not lost my way with this friend zone, but we're diving into the content here. Like I said, two plus for one. So... It's just that was, a, I mean, I learned that lesson beforehand, but that was a real, a real good one that I always reference with my clients as well, especially on bootcamp when I, they're, they're not closing girls and they're not closing because they hear that she's going to leave the city tomorrow or that because she does have a boyfriend, but she's absolutely feeling him, but this could never go anywhere. No, forget that. Forget that. Even if she's going to have that boyfriend for another month, six months, you don't know what life's like. You don't know what's going to happen in a year's time. So anyways, moving on with joy here. Uh, yes, she breaks up with fiance. I come back, we hit up on the day two. Now, right from the beginning, this has been a man to woman interaction, masculine to feminine polarity, in which that there is a sexual connection established. This is no friendship bullshit. She knows why I was there right from the beginning. And we get out on the day two. It was an amazing day two. It was like a sunny. It was my last day there at the time. And we, we have tea, tea and honey, actually. And uh, we're sitting there and there's a lot of sexual chemistry between us. Uh, at the time, but I only had like an hour before I was flying out. And like I always say to you guys, or may- maybe you, you would have to dive into some, I'm not sure which video you'd have to dive in for this one, but maybe not, maybe not. Maybe I mentioned it in small moments, but anyways, I'll mention it here now anyway, which is that it's much better. No, I've definitely mentioned this before. It's much better to take the one hour green tea and honey tomorrow then wait one week, two weeks, three weeks for a potential full free day because an interaction is like a flame. An interaction between the masculine and feminine is a flame 
in which that definitely the more work you do in that initial right off the get, the more flame there is, but it's still dying out. The more time that elapses between you and this girl cementing a sexually connected, especially in a physical way as well, uh, connection, whoop, flame going down. So I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, that one hour green tea of honey, and there's a lot of sexual chemistry there, but there was no chance of us. And uh, not that I would want to, and I would not, never want to rush that. You know, you guys that operate from that scarcity based mentality in which that, well, I've got to fucking make this work in one hour. You know what? You know what that's gonna do to the interaction. Do you even think about what that does on a subcommunicated level with you and this woman? You know, a woman's never going to be able to look back. A girl's never going to go back and say, yeah, yeah, that guy who was just in such a scarce-based mentality and, and he's like, she's sitting there with Jay next to her going, yeah, I can really just feel his deficiency-based operation. You know, She's not going to say that. What she's going to be feeling, though, is that he wasn't there with me. He's so wrapped up in his mind. If you guys go back to my potto's, on overcoming your neediness, the ones in the high 90s, I think it's 96 or 97 or something, uh, with this two-part one, how to overcome your neediness, and then there's something, there's like a second part one following one guy's story. I talked a lot about that. I talked a lot about how you're going to completely taint the interaction with a woman if you're operating from this type of mentality. Anyway, so I want to keep it wholesome. I want to keep it good. That's, as I said, this is like a podcast right now. There are going to be tangents coming on, but don't worry, my mind's out. We've got our match here. We got our archer. Um, for those of you in the feed right now, again, yes, drop questions uh, in the comments uh, down below. Smack that thumbs up button as well, and we'll uh, have the open mat Q and A once we get through this content. Hope you guys got some matcha as well. <laughs> okay, so getting back on it. So we have that great time, and I'm not going to try and push it too far or too hard with her. Uh, there's a lot of touching going on. Just that beautiful. Just that. Just that electricity, you know, like if you've ever been wearing a thermal shirt or if you've ever just been rolling around on a rug and you get that, zzz, that zzz, it's like that, uh, you know, electric shock, electric static. It's like that kind of feeling between her and I. And this is what I love about older women, by the way. This is what I love about uh, getting next to a girl or a woman, I should say, that is five, six, seven years older than you. And it's interesting because in the last podcast, which has not been released yet, I've just been dropping teasers, another teaser coming later uh, today. He was talking about how he was just, uh, he got huge limiting beliefs, that story around girls that are even two years older than him. For me, it's always been the opposite. And I've got a great video on that. Why younger men should be dating older women went off big time. Uh, yeah, huge lesson there. So if there's a lot of chemistry between this uh, woman and I, and I'm not going to be able to progress it any further sexually. And then, so I go back to Adelaide. She's only staying in Melbourne for like the next month or so. And then she picks up a flight attendant job. So what do you guys think this means for the interaction now? It's like, I don't, not only do I not live in the city that she lives in, she's now going to be flight attending. And I think she ended up landing a crew job, like a land, uh, not land. What's it? What do they call it? I met a girl the other day who has this job. Uh, and I just got off so much travel. How have I not got this? Land, whatever. The, the, the people who don't fly in the planes, but they're in the crew on the ground, whatever that is. Ground staff, there you go, fucking ground staff. So she's ground staff, but in another country. And so what we decided between each other is that because this is not the right stage in life for us, you know, you're flying around the world, you're doing your thing in a different country, um, in and out all the fucking time. You know, there's no reason for us to try and push this, to try and make something work where, you know, it's just pulling teeth. So the reason why I want to pay, so we left it there. 
left it there. And the next time we connect, whether I'm, you know, at the moment I like to live casually and openly. I don't know if she's with someone right now. And let's say that in a month's time, she heads back down to Melbourne. I happen to be there and we connect again. Uh, then of course, there's that. We left on good terms. We always leave it on good terms. But even more so than that, what I wanted to paint with this lesson of this story was coming right back. And for those of you that have just joined the stream, what I'm talking about right now on on the friend zone thing and how to know you're in the friend zone is more about not so much do you have a sexually polarized relationship right now, because obviously with this woman and I, we don't see each other right now. But the more key word is have. Have you had a sexually polarized relationship? Because if you have, then that means the frame and the intent has been set, which is what matters most. So when you look at this interaction with Jay and I, it was set from the beginning so that there is no friend zone-ship in the negative sense, in the sense that we mutually decided that, hey, we're just better as friends right now. We're better as friends right now because not only is physically, like she's in a different country, but say that even if like to make it a little bit less extreme, for those of you that are maybe just dealing with this with girls that live in the city that you're in. This is what you really want to dial in here. And we're going to bring some tactics in right now as we now painted out some good time story, which I like. But straight up tactics is, did you set the intent from the beginning? Was it a masculine to feminine interaction, sexually polarized from the beginning? Because if so, then the friend zone thing is never a thing. You will never be put in the friend zone. And that's what I want to take. You know, I could do a literally all podcast right now, but I will, I'm going to try, how long will we be going for? How long will we be going for? I don't know. 16 minutes, 16 minutes. I will try and keep the content at the beginning of these social Q&As to 20 minutes and under so we can spend a lot of time on Q&A. You know, I'm going to, I think I got like, uh, I'll cap these sessions at an hour most likely. So if we do 20 minutes of content and then 40 minutes open up to the field, we can dive off of that. But just wrap, come back on here because my mind's hot with this. The friend zone, I've said this many times, the friend zone and being put in the friend zone, right? That's the real, that's the real thing you want to be worried about. And being worried about it, it's actually very simple. It's extremely simple. And even to that guy's comment, even to that guy's comment, not the question, but the comment that the question was on. Let me just pick this up. When Magic US said, just got put in the friend zone today. So right there, just got put in the friend zone today. That doesn't exist if you set the intent from the beginning. Why do guys get put in the friend zone? Why do guys put girls in the friend zone? All right? This is for any of my female audience that might be tuned in right now. Because the intent was not set. Because the intent was not set. Now, I know my audience. I know most of you guys are dudes that are listening right now. Okay, if you get put in the friend zone, that is an abomination. It is an abomination if a woman has to put you in a friend zone. Because that's what it is. She had to put you in the friend zone. There is no woman out there walking around that's going, yeah, I'll listen. I got this guy right here. I got Adam right here, who's just a sexual beast, masculine beast. He's showing me all his intent. But no, 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 I'll just be friends. Oh, no, 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 I wanted to put this guy in the friend zone. There's no woman out there walking around going, yeah, give me some more guys to put in the friend zone. No, because I've said this many times, there's many nice guys. There are many nice guys. There are... If I was to look at the percentage of alpha masculine beings to just bullshit beta males, to use my terms here, it's like, it's at least a ten, uh, one to, uh, 10 to 9. What? 10 to 9? No, 10 to 90. 1 to 9. For every one alpha masculine that I've met, 
I've probably met nine bullshit beta males. And that's probably being pretty generous as well. So what that should tell you is that, okay, it's not that girls are just walking around because they just want to put me in the friend zone. No, it's because you didn't set that intent. And if a woman had to put you in the friend zone, what that means is that you didn't do what I did with Joy. You didn't start the interaction saying that, well, listen, this is my intent for you. And fuck yeah. So let's bring this in the last... In the last minute, or if I, if I bring this up right now, we're going to definitely be going for, uh, we're definitely going to be going for doing, hold, hold on, I just checked out the comments for a section. Halloween Prankster is doing a day game session while listening to this. That is fucking hype. You should be focused. So I do like that, but I don't like that. Anyways, I shouldn't check these comments. Well, I get distracted. Anyways, what I was, what I was saying there was that I got a message from one of my bootcamp clients from my first ever New York trip, which was several years ago, not the previous one that's just gone by, who was asking me about a similar thing, similar thing of a girl that he's friends with, but he was adamant in telling me that he's not in the friend zone and that there's sexual chemistry there. And this is, and okay, because otherwise I will spend far too, far too long on this. So what I'll say to you guys right now, if you're in the stream right now, start dropping questions, start dropping things of another nature so I can get to them and just kind of slide in, slide in like an old man, slide into a nice warm bath. <laughs> uh, let me pick this up, this DM on the gram. <clears throat> so he said to me, uh, so being friends with this chick for a while, I'm pursuing other women, but I'm really digging my friend a lot. I want to see if it can be more than platonic. Uh, her friends made her aware that I'm into her. That's a big red flag right there. Uh, we hang often, but there aren't, but they aren't dates. I'm okay with being direct up front with a stranger. Of course, he's one of my clients. Nail that shit. Uh, but never been in a situation where it was with a friend. How would you go about moving this in a more romantic slash sexual direction? My gut is telling me to be just direct, say how it is, and that, hey, look, if I'm into you, you want to see if this can be something, and just ask her out. Have you ever been here before? Any input is appreciated, coach. Love and peace. So I'll just read you my response real quick, especially for those who just listen to this on audio. Um, you know, I told him, like, in short, you're on the money. You just need to convey and execute on your intent. You'll never know sitting in your mental conference room, right? Just act accordingly. And that's what it is, is that if you've got, and that's, I guess, the last thing we'll wrap up with here on this point, which is that you know, it always comes down to intent. But even if you're with, Oh, there's another story I was going to tell you from high school for the younger ones of you, but otherwise we'll jump around too much. Maybe if you guys want to know some stories from high school, drop a comment down below. Let me know. Hit the thumbs up. But just finishing up this story right here is that, you know, he's feeling some sexual chemistry. There's some friends, things going around. And none of that shit matters to me. All that matters to me is between the woman and I, does she know what my intent is? If she knows what my intent is, she will never have to be put in the position to put me in the friend zone. When that other guy said, when Magic US says to me in that comment saying, I got put in the friend zone today, uh, you, you need to go have a cold shower. Uh, you need to go have a cold shower and you need to, you need to have a silent night on your own. Uh, you need to have a night on your own in which you reflect on, well, what caused me? Why did I do this? Why did I decide to be that bullshit beta male who was just going to be happy to just go shopping with this girl, even shopping for lingerie that she's going to be wearing with another dude, which is fucking another dude. Why was I content with that? Why didn't I step up? These are the questions I would like you to ask yourself for all of all people, all people that are being, that find themselves in the friend zone and make no mistake. You take responsibility for it. There is no, oh, fuck, fuck. I just got put in the friend zone. No, it's that fuck. I put her in a position to put me in the friend zone. Take responsibility. 
take fucking responsibility. Had enough of these soft, weak-ass males out there that will not take responsibility uh, for their social dynamics. I just will, I will not tolerate it. So what you need to do is ask yourself the question, why am I behaving this way? And then when you get down to that why, it's going to be different for everyone. And if you're listening to this right now, think about it. If you think about it in your past. This, this was the thing I want to talk about with the high school. This is the thing I want to talk about with the high school. Okay, we've got a few more questions. Yeah, don't, don't worry, guys. I'll get to these questions. Good. Good to see you guys dropping questions in. Let me finish on this high school thing then because I think a lot of you guys might love this. And this, this is not a long story, so I'll wrap this. I'll get this quick. The, what I was want to say there is that go back to your experiences and look at if you're currently not in a position where you have the potential to be in a sexually polarized relationship because you're just not going out. But you can still learn from this by looking at your past experiences. And when I look at my past experiences, I was thinking about this leading up. I remember in high school, it was year 10, I was 16, yeah, 16 or 17. And there was a girl, shout out to Sarah. Shout out to Sarah. Uh, actually, I can use her full name here because she's got no, this is no problem with that. Sarah, Sarah Hanarakis. And uh, she'll probably appreciate the shout out, actually. And uh, in year 10, we had a lot of chemistry and I was actually really attracted to her. And we've already discussed this. That's why I can use her full name. And we had a, there was a lot of chemistry between us. Yet, because at that stage in my life, I was a bullshit beta male. I was playing seventh and eighth fiddle as I was talking about that video I dropped yesterday, um, which that, you know, I was just happy to, I was just happy to get a word in around these, these popular people. You know, I just, I just didn't know what to do with myself, you know, back in the day. But I remember Sarah and I, like in English class and whatnot, we used to really, I always thought about like, fuck, I, I should just, you know, I have these feelings for her. I should just fucking tell her, but I was too scared to do so. And so we were always just friends. It was always just friends. And it wasn't until like year 11, towards end of year 11, we had this like, we had this weird moment that just kind of lit me up, which is we're walking out of PE and we were just talking about a girl that I was into, which is one of her friends who was actually at that stage starting to move towards it. And we were in somewhat of a sexually polarized interaction. Uh, me and this other girl, Talia, shout out to Talia. But I was, Talia was Sarah's friend and I was walking out of PE with Sarah and I remember us just a sleight of hand, just like an off slide comment I remember me saying to Sarah, hey, you know, back in the day, I used to really like you as well. And she's like, oh, really? Because I used to like you. <laughs> For those of you that are listening to this audio, I just face palmed hard. And I remember it just like, it just kind of breezed over me for a second and I kind of just stopped. I was like, wait, what do you mean you liked me as well? She's like, yeah, but you were always just like nice guy. You always just the nice Adam. So friend zone, <laughs> friend zone. Now she didn't say it like that to me, but that's what she was saying. You know, is that's what she was saying is that, well, cause you didn't, you didn't step up. You didn't act upon your intent. And if you guys, I'll wrap it on this. So drop your comments in, but I'll definitely, I don't know I've said that five times, but I will definitely wrap it on this. If you look at your natural friends, if you look at natural alpha males, if you look at males, masculine beings in general that are able to act upon a sexually polarized interaction and actually carry that through, whether they verbalize the intent or not is not the important thing. Obviously, it helps. For those of you that are learning and that are going out there, that's why I say when you're doing DM and you're learning, yeah, be as verbally bold and direct as you can. Do not allow for the nuances of the gray. Do not allow for the nuance of the gray. When I'm coaching my clients on bootcamp in Toronto, in New York, in Melbourne, in London, 
I do not allow for that gray zone because you have not built up the rest of your 50. And when you look at this with uh, anyone, anyone who's able to convey a strong masculine intent, whether they verbalized it or not was not the important thing. It was the fact that they acted upon their intent. And you just look back, I look back, and no, all my uh, friends that are quote-unquote naturals, not even quote-unquote, that just are naturals, right? They're not necessarily going up to a girl and in the Japanese anime style confessing their love, right? But no, they're just saying to her, hey, yo, Jenny, let's go kick it, all right? Let's do it. All right, you're in the friend zone right now. This might be the final question, which is like, if I'm in the friend zone with, someone, with a girl right now, how do I fix that? How do I change that? Well, then you fucking grab your balls and you man up. You man up and you tell her, and actually you should give her the empathy as well. Like give her the context, I should say, of being like, listen, I've been fucking up. I have been fucking up. I have lied to you all this time and I don't know what's been wrong with me, but I just have not been able to convey that to you. But I'm at a stage in my life right now where I'd rather not die having not lived. I'd rather not die living this life having gone, so I'd rather not have lived this life just wasting opportunities, wasting interactions with girls just like you. So what I'd like to say to you right now, Sarah, Talia, Jenny, is that, hey, I'm feeling something between us. I feel something with you right now. And I'd like to explore that. How do you feel about green tea and chill? How do you feel about that Disney and chill? How do you feel? Let's, and you keep it low key. All right, keep it low key. And that's all you need to do. This is the final tactic. That's all you need to do when you're in the friend zone is that you literally just put your intent forward. And yeah, give the context of that I was fucking up. Yeah, that brings empathy on her side for sure. And simultaneously marry that intent with an intense detachment from receiving the outcome. Regardless of how it goes. Let's say you got 30 friends, 30 girls. Let's say you got, there's 30 girls you know right now that you're in the friend zone with, for God forbid. But that's probably the case for some people, actually. But say there's 30 girls you know that you could go up to right now that you're in the friend zone with because you weren't strong enough. You didn't have the intent at the beginning, so they had to put you in there. And you just literally said to all 30 of them, listen, I've been fucking up, but this is what I feel of you. And I want to explore that. Are you down? Are you not down? Cut it. Your work's done at that point. Whether she says, oh, fuck. Fuck yes, I'd love to. This is what I've been fucking waiting for. Which, if you look at back in my story with Sarah, imagine if I had done that with her back when we were when we were lighting up together, but I wasn't confident enough. Imagine if I just said to her, "Listen, I've been fucking up, but I think I, but I really like, I like you. So let's explore this." At the same time, she would have been like, "Yes, fuck yes." She might have also been like, "Fuck no." Either way, as one of my favorite quotes goes, and this will wrap this up. It should not be attached to a self within or to others without, nor to any gift that would pass between them. View all things in life as you would in a mirror. When things appear, reflect them. When things disappear, let them go. Now, I can never remember the name of the author, but it is from the Diamond Sutra. It's a commentary in one of the phrases in the Diamond Sutra. I can never remember how to pronounce his name, and I think that's actually good because it's part of the lesson of the quote itself. So that's not an Adam quote, and I don't remember who the, the guy who said it. But that's fucking hype. So, so, social Q&A, that, that wraps us up on the, uh, on the content side. That wraps us up on me just ranting for the last uh, 30 minutes, um, probably 25, 28 minutes. And now we're going to dive into uh, these questions. So let me just grab some matcha here. By the way, I do apologize for the fuck up at the beginning. Uh, I apologize for the fuck up at the beginning of the of the live stream. It just it kept telling me error, so I had to create a whole new one on the fly. So I don't know if this is even 
you guys are. T- it seems like in the comments that things are working. So hopefully that's going down well. Um, okay. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to dive right into these questions. Also, guys, I'd really appreciate it if you're in the stream right now. Smack the thumbs up button. I appreciate that. It helps out with the YouTube algorithm. Sends it out to more people. And yes, drop any question you now have on dating, relationships, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction is where I'm here for you guys now. I mean, it's not that I haven't been here for you in the last 30 minutes or so, but this is where I'm really here for you now. We're going to get engaged, which is what I'm really excited about. So let's do it. So Ray Jones says, nah, mate, you're live. Richo, Richard Del Mundo says, what's up, Adam? What's up, Richo? Uh, it's working, only working for mobile. But then I checked that. That's right. YOLO, greetings from the US. Shikad Shafi, mosh mosh. Sorry for my tardiness. Ah, yokso. Yokso, shikazan. Um, Matthias Santos, I love you. Hello from Brazil. Shout out to Brazil. Thank you, uh, Matthias. I really appreciate that. Okay, first question coming in right now. What do you work beyond the pickup thing? So I think he means... What do I do for work beyond the pickup thing? Uh, nothing. This is my life. And, you know, I, I, I'm not entirely sure if English is your first language there. So I'll excuse you for referring to it just as the pickup thing. But obviously, it's a lot more than that. <laughs> uh, so I'll give you guys some context there as well. Oh, by the way, because I'm enabled for the super chat, uh, you guys can do a super chat. And what, what would that mean in this live stream? A super chat is basically just where you donate whatever you want to donate. I will dive much harder on your questions if you do go through with a super chat because uh obviously i want to spread as much love as i can amongst all these questions but if you decided that uh, you want to donate to super chat and all those funds that that do go through super chat only goes back to the channel it just goes back to improving the gear etc but so beyond what do i do for the pickup thing right so the bowl what's interesting i'll just provide one little extra little nugget of context here which is that while it did start off as most of my services was based around cold approach and pickup, let me give you an example. I'm going to be uh, coaching, uh, shout out to Alex, coaching a guy, a new client next week who is a music producer. Uh, he's a Korean music producer and he just wants some advice on really just getting his shit out. All right, success. He just wants to, he's just looked at my shit and gone, how the fuck have you maintained the persistence? Right, and some of his questions. So there's that. There's also I work with a lot of good people in the business world uh, around their relationships to do with their friends and family. There's one guy I know who's the chief operating officer of a very large uh, pet company in the US, pet supplies company in the US, big deals with Disney, etc. And uh, his relationship with his mother, his mother's a CEO, and they were always button heads. So he brought me in to help to help train him and help coach him through the the dynamics of a family business in which that he's a CEO and she's a CEO and how to maintain that while also having maintaining a family. So yeah, it's been a long time since I did anything but this, but I'm going to say, but this, I mean the bowl. Yeah. Hopefully that answers up. Okay. Fearless Dan, I'm here to provide bilge. Bilge? What does that mean? But shout out to Dan. Hope he's doing well. Check out Dan's content as well. Uh, Dan, uh, Dan's got his own channel. Um, yo, yo, Adam from Adelaide. Yeah, bro. Yeah, Adam's from Adelaide. Uh, St. Louis with a whole bunch of smiles. Halloween prankster. Hello. Uh, Matthias Santos. How do I get myself out of a dry spell? So a dry spell of what? I'm, I would assume you mean, what? that could, I don't want to assume. 
because did you mean a dry spell of sex? I got a big question the other day from one of my clients on, I was actually going to do a whole podcast on this. Maybe I'll just tag it up here real quick, cut the clip, which is he said, he was asking me about, would it be okay to go to a prostitute if he hasn't had sex in three years? I've got a lot of clients actually that have asked me this. And I know a couple cases in the actual, uh, back in the day, back in the day when uh, some guys I knew in the local Adelaide community that had to go through this as well, which is that uh, he's kind of straying off his question there a little bit, actually. But, you know, we say, how do I get out, get myself out of a dry spell? Take fucking action. I get out of there and take action. You have limitless opportunities out there right now. And that's actually part of why I want to do these uh, social Q&As on Fridays, because it's a Friday in Australia. And for those of you that are working uh, during the week, you might not necessarily be going out uh, to work on your social dynamics uh, during the Monday to Thursday. But I remember that when I was 19 years old, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I used to call it the ball weekend. Shout out to Jordan. Shout out to Matt. Rest in peace. Uh, shout out to Roy. We had the ball weekends where it's Friday. So we have Friday Twilight session. I'll talk more about If you guys want to know more about Twilight, I'll talk about that. Uh, but we have the Friday Twilight session, which is day game slash night. Then you go out Friday night. Then you go out Friday day. Then you go out Friday uh, Saturday. Sorry, Saturday day. Then Saturday night. Then you go out Sunday morning. And then if you don't have day twos lined up for Sunday day, you're going out Sunday uh, day as well later in the day. So that's a bowl weekend. That's what we used to do. And so if you're in a dry spell, Matthews, get out there. Fucking get out there. Well, you think the girl's going to come to you? I don't think so. All right, let's keep pushing here. So um, next question. Halloween Fraser, yeah, yeah. Halloween Fraser says he's doing a day game session as he's listening to this. So let me just provide a little bit of context out right here right now. The number one tip I could give you right now, if you're in a day game session while listening to this, is stop listening to this. I appreciate the love, this being the first uh, live Q&A we're doing and social Q&A, but my friend, you are severing your presence. You are severing your connection. The only thing I would allow for is music. If you're in a solo session right now, the only thing I'll allow for is music, but it should only be one earphone in, all right? If you guys notice in all of my day game sessions videos, you often notice that I have an earphone in, right? Because I'm on my own and I would never normally, if when I was, when I was learning solo as well, you know, it, I felt really fucking weird going out there, just, just out there just to hunt for girls. It just felt fucking weird to me. So... One thing that helped me with that was just putting an earphone in. Now, funnily enough, when I recognized that within myself, I first had to cure that. So I forced myself to go out, no earphones, solo, no friends, and just get it done. But then very quickly, I realized as I go throughout my life, is that, well, in my everyday life, I like to listen to music in general. So, But anyways, the reason why I was going on that is that at the bare minimum, sorry, at the bare maximum, the only maximum, is that you should not be listening to podcasts or other people's thoughts not up of people's thoughts because what's going to happen if you're listening to me right now and then you go and meet a girl, you, know, you literally go and approach a girl, you're going to be, fr- you're going to be uh, signal jammed. You're going to be signal jammed because you won't presently connect and that's the one thing why I say music is okay is because music helps you to get into a flow. You can kind of disconnect for a little bit and it kind of just takes you to a different place, especially if you're like me with music. If you're the type of person that uses music to get into flow state, then that's okay. Uh, but I would not recommend listening to a live stream Q&A podcast where we're deep in the logistics. We are deep, deep in philosophical thought. We are deep in tactical uh, execution and, and, and going through the, 
the the military operations of things right now you wouldn't be the furthest away from a military operation style mindset like i said that's signal jamming because you're going from military operation to painting the wall you when you're with a girl you are painting the wall you are grabbing a paint buck a paint bucket of a paintbrush and you're just slapping shit all over the wall and what does that really mean is that oh i'm just going to be presently connected and i'm not going to be worried about all the shit going on in my mind you're getting a signal jam there my friend so don't I would not recommend, but I appreciate you being on the live stream. All right, next one. Let's pop. Let's keep moving. Keep moving. Uh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. See, that was the other thing with this. Uh, I'm using like this makeshift live stream uh, interface at the moment. It's not the one that I was supposed to be using because it fucked up at the beginning. Anyways, moving on here. Moving on. Where are we at? Uh, Ray Singh, hope you learn loads through your session. Thank you, my man. Yeah, this is, this is our first time. This is my first ever time doing the live stream. I don't even know how the internet connection is even working because the internet connection in Australia is rubbish. Okay, next question. St. Louis, Adam, no jokes. You're a funny bloke. Appreciate that, Louis. Okay, big question here from Shakard. Shakard. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Shakard. I call him Sharks anyway. Long time, long time support. I appreciate your support, man. He says to me, how do you maintain the stamina to be your true alpha masculine all the time? I feel a lot of exhaustion on some days, in brackets, not often, in bracket, from maintaining my masculine frame, losing motivation to approach. Good question. Good question. And I would point to Dragon Ball Z for this, which I often do. I do this at bootcamp quite a bit. Because, yes, especially for bootcamp clients who have recognized that we're going to take the shit to the next level, it's exhausting. It is absolutely exhausting for them to even ignite the flame of true alpha masculinity for one interaction. Just doing it once for them out of, say, 60, 70 interactions on boot camp. You know, in my last uh, two clients in particular, I, I recall, no, no, sorry, not the last one, not, uh, not M in Canada, but the two clients I had in New York, uh, the two one-on-one boot camps I did, both of them, exhausting, absolutely exhausting for them to just ignite that flame for even a brief moment and often came at the end of the day as well. So I use the reference of Dragon Ball Z. Now, I know a lot of people, it's actually surprises me how many people haven't seen Dragon Ball Z, so be careful of this. But actually, I would say almost every single client I've ever had has not been able to relate to this reference. <laughs> I'm waiting for one. I'm waiting for one that can actually relate to this. Like, obviously, the, the point is easily proven, but I like to use the reference because it's close to home for me. And it's the, it's the hyperbolic time chamber. For those of you that have seen Dragon Ball Z and the 90s kid like me that watched it growing up on Cheese TV, you know, in the Cell game saga, Big Bad, for those of you that haven't seen Dragon Ball Z, Big Bad dude Cell is fucking up, fucking shit up, okay? And it's just the next level of fucking shit up. And Goku and Gohan go into the hyperbolic time chamber, which is this little chamber where you can spend 24 hours in but it equates to a year's worth of training. You get a year's worth of training within 24 hours of what, 24 hours on the outside, okay? And what they learned within that was that the power-up transformation to become a Super Saiyan was too energy taxing. It was too energy taxing. It was short-lived. It required too much energy. And so that's why they were getting fucked up every single time by this guy called Cell. But within the time chamber, what they worked out was that, well, what if we could live as Super Saiyans? What if we could lived in our, live in our power-upped mode and eventually that becomes our default way of being? 
So now this is what I'm saying, that even if you don't know Dragon Ball Z, you can start to see where I'm going with this, which is that true alpha masculinity is a way of being. It's a way of being. And that, yes, it is exhausting right now, shucks. I completely, uh, not only can I relate that on a personal level, but just when I look at all my clients as well, absolutely exhausting. And it's going to be like, it's going to be like trying to light up, trying to light, trying to light a candle. Yet every single time you try and light it, a gust of wind comes in. You might get, it's like that. But if you do it enough, and if you consciously focus on this every single day, and by the way, one thing to help this, to help with your hyperbolic time chamber effect, is that don't see your masculine to feminine interactions as your only opportunity to turn on masculinity. You know, if you go back to that bootcamp recap called uh, The Key to True Alpha Masculinity, the key point of that video is that it's a way of being. It's who you are in front of everyone. It's how you interact with everyone. It's not just the girl in the coconut oil aisle as you get in that coconut oil, right? It's, it's the girl, it's, it's the old man at the checkout, right? It's, it's the girl that's, that's, uh, that's swiping you in to get on the plane. It's the old lady who's feeding the pigeons. It's the bus driver. It's everyone. It's anyone and everyone. And while it is exhausting to do that, I, t- I totally understand. What happens though is that if you treat the entire world and every single fucking second of your life as this opportunity to become and to be and to emanate the very best of my masculinity right? and to just be direct, congruent and authentic with every single person I engage with, then eventually what happens is that when you do get in front of your 10, I was already Super Saiyan. I was already living Super Saiyan. I was already living this level of masculinity. So that's why, and then what I see with clients that come back and do the next level of deeper immersive training through bootcamp, which I only allow guys that have done the foundations bootcamp. I only allow guys that have done the foundations day game bootcamp to come back a year later and minimum a year later, minimum, by the way, not two weeks later, not three, five weeks later. No, you've got to have time. I just, what I'm pointing towards there is coaches that are just all in it for the money and not in there for the client's actual well-being. Not going to mention any names, but anyways, moving on. I said a minimum, and for those that actually, and by the way, also that they never need to do this. This is not a suggestion on my part. It's just that I've had clients come back to me a year later and say, hey, I'd actually like to learn a bit more about Nike. I will only take someone into Nike once they've done the day game foundationals um, for many, many reasons. It'll be a far too much, far too long, dragging me off the point with that. But let's just say purely for accuracy. Just for accuracy, I can break down someone's 50 far more accurately in the day than I can at night when it's, uh, drunk, cocaine, blaring music. I can barely hear my client. So anyways, just accuracy there. But when they do come back a years later, what I notice is that, oh, their default way of being has changed and that it doesn't require so much fucking energy to turn on that alpha masculinity when they're in front of girls now. So you see this in professional sports. When you see Roger Federer hit a tennis ball, does it look like he is exhausting every single ATP cell or every every little mitochondria in his ATP. No, every time he hits the ball, he's hit a default level way of being because he's so repeated at this. He's so trained at this. He lives this life. He lives tennis. He has since a very young time. So he doesn't have to exhaust maximum energy 
every single time he goes to hit that ball. There'll be peak moments. I'm sure there's moments, but only when he gets dragged into the deep waters. Only when Novak dra- drops, drags him into the deep waters does he have to pull out into those deep levels. Mm, that much is good. But it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing with your social dynamics that if you only go out once a week, if you only get in front of mirrors once a week that show you who you are, aka other human beings, and you that is the only time that you are consciously, actively, aggressively showing yourself, okay, this is what it means to be a true alpha masculine being. This is what it means to be direct with someone, to be congruent and authentic when I barely even know this person, which is why we love this because they're fire of immensity. If you're only doing that once a week, that's essentially the equivalent of going from regular Goku to Super Saiyan Goku. It's a tremendous transformation that requires a tremendous amount of energy. So it's very tiring. Um, <laughs> we went fucking deep on that. So uh, I'm pretty sure that answers that. <laughs> that was a rant and a half. That was a rant and a half. That's what I fucking love. I love it. So thank you very much for that question. Um, you also said there, there um, oh, we've got a lot more questions to get through. We've got a lot more questions to get through. So yeah, guys, uh, I'll try not to, uh, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Well, we've got a, we've still got at least 15 minutes here. So I'll get through as many questions as I can in the next 15 or so minutes. By the way, guys, just taking a quick break here to get some of this marcher in. Hopefully you guys are, uh, oh, there we go. First super chat. Andy, thank you so much. Andy Palomo has just donated $2 to the channel in the Super Chat. Hontoni, arigatou gozaimashita. I am extremely grateful. And that $2 is going to go straight towards this channel and straight towards uh, equipment. That's all it is. All right. That new webcam, pay for you, pay you guys. So what I'm going to do is with these Super Chats is that I'm going to go into maximum context. I'm going to go into maximum context and really dive in as much as I can. And also, by the way, for those of you that uh, do send in Super Chats, head over to my website afterwards if you're so inclined, boldoja.com. In the About section, there's an email contact form there. Send me a email. You don't have to, but if you would like to, send me an email and I'll be happy to uh, even dive into some more context when I can get around to it because that's, uh, that's mind-blowing to me. So thank you so much. So Andy says, balancing virtuous principles with RP ideas and game. It's very interesting that you just use the term RP, Andy, because if you had not caught me at this moment in time, if you had caught me two weeks ago, I'd be like, RP? What the fuck does that mean? What the fuck? Do- oh, Chuck Ard. Chuck's donating two super chats. Chuck's just donated five, five Canadian dollars. I so much appreciate it. I'll get to that. In a, I'll, I'll give more love to that in a second. Let me stay on Andy here, but I'm super grateful. Thank you so much. So, yeah, with the RP, red pill, for those of you that don't know, that not knowing, what he means right there is RP, uh, red pill. Now, the reason why I said if you if you had asked me that like a week or two ago, I probably wouldn't know what you mean, is because, shout out to Alex, who's been a long-time follower of this channel, who's donated a lot through to the podcast, uh, through the pod, through the PayPal link, and he asked me very recently about, his concerns around red pill. And so, yes, let's go into it. That's why it's on my mind. So anyways, Andy says, Andy Palomo, donating with a $2 super chat, balancing virtuous principles with RP ideas and game. So here's the thing. I'm going to say this right from the get. Red pill and men going their own way, which I know is two different communities. 
I know that's two different communities. I didn't used to know that's two different communities. The MG Tower or M Tower, whatever they call men going there, yeah, MG Tower, whatever. Those two things. I know they're two different communities, but they're often similar, similar, similar type of people can kind of gravitate towards them. But when it comes to balancing these virtuous principles and red pill ideas, for those of you that don't know what red pill uh, ideas are, I mean, I have to say this right from the beginning as well. I had to bone up on them because I just, I'm not in that world. I'm not in that world. I had to bone up when Alex sent me that message a couple of weeks ago on what, what are, what, what is the manifesto behind red pill? What, what is the, what is the idea behind this? And a lot of my clients have used this term as well. And I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you guys right now. I could not give a seminar on red pills manifesto. I just don't, I just don't know that much about it. As much as I do know about it, the extent that I know, I'll refer to myself as a yellow belt in red pill ideas. So I got to give that context from the beginning. I don't bullshit anyone. I only talk on what I know about and I will tell you when I don't know about something. But from what I do know about red pill, red pill ideas and whatnot, which is, and actually I want to use this example of one of Elliot Hulse's uh, collaboration videos with Daru Strong, Phil Daru, great video. Shout out to those two. Um, they were kind of talking about someone called Rollo Tomasi, who's written a book called The Rational Male, who Alex mentioned as well. And apparently that's like the Bible for red pill. And a lot of these principles have to do with just being a man, right? That's my general understanding of, of red pill, which is not, not bending your principles to feminism, not bending your principles to, and not even just feminism, but, but getting back to what it really meant to be a man in terms of that you lead from the front that you provide, right? These, these, these core fundamental pillars and principles of what it once used to be a man. When you think about uh, men back in World War II, World War One, that's what I'm starting to think about. I think a lot of the red pill ideas, and this is the thing, Alex was talking about, and where red pill gets a bit of a knock, is that it can often seem extremely non-empathetic towards the feminine. It, it gets, it can get mis... I'm not, that's not what I'm saying is their principles. Again, uh, deferring my own intelligence here. I don't know all of their exact principles, but I do know for, I probably know more about the people that don't like red pill because most of my clients come to me. Well, I wouldn't say most, a lot of my clients have come to me saying that the reason why they came to me was because a lot of other coaches and instructors they had looked at were heavily red pill. And when I've asked them, one guy in particular, shout out to T, he came to me when we first started working together about a year ago, young guy, young dude in Melbourne. I think he was 20 at the time or 19. And he said that a lot of his wings were red pill. And I'm like, at the time, I had no idea what that meant. And he goes, basically what it means is that he's like, it's just like, it's just, you know, just try and fuck as many women as we can, try and sleep with as many women as I can, have no care or concern, concern for these women in the post, just treating women like shit. That's the way he described it to me. And when I looked deeper into it, just a little bit, I'm like, well, that doesn't seem to be their principles, like mistreat women. That's, I don't think that's what he was trying to say. What he was saying was that his friends that have this red pill mentality seem to act in that way. And we are getting into some nuances here, which is probably good. We're doing this long form. So when it comes back to... When it comes back to Andy's uh, question here, so that was just me kind of just 
fleshing out a little bit of what red pill might just giving you an idea i'm not and i'm not claiming to be a either proponent or non-proponent for it i don't know that enough about it but i do know enough about the balancing of virtuous principles because with that with t right he came to me and said that i felt like shit Andy, he told me that i felt like shit when these guys were just telling me like listen man just like bring this girl like just pull just pull just go out of the clubs just pull these girls don't worry about afterwards don't worry about like just you know one night stands that's all that matters and it's all about pulling it's all about just getting sex from women that was their mentality and he was like no i really don't like that and it was really starting to fuck with me adam so what do you suggest and i got him on a different path i got him on the path a more virtuous principle path of hey how about actually how about actually having care and concern for the human being in front of you Right now, that does not mean that you that you bend on your principles. This is the difference between being a good between a nice guy, a good guy, and a shit guy. Right, a shit guy. I'm not going to say guys acting on red pill are shit guys. I'm just saying that guys that go out there and treat women, and this is the thing. This is why people are so against red pill who are on the other side, which is that it just seems to be that a lot of people that are on that red pill seem to treat women like shit. Not saying all, not saying all. And I'm not saying that's their principles. It's just that, that you will see that it's a commonality for sure. But you don't have to do that. You don't, it's not so polarized. You can be a virtue. And when I say virtuous, that's obviously going to be very subjective as to what your virtues are. But you can be a good guy. You can be a direct, congruent, and authentic guy without breaking your principles, without, without being the Mr. Nice Guy, without being the shit guy. You can bring a girl home on a one-night stand. I really want to tell this story about the mansion pool, which I call the mansion pool, which is barely even my terminology now, but this is what I used to call it back when I was much younger, which is the first time I ever uh, met a girl on the day, and I ended up having sex with her back in a mansion. I think I have told the story in a podcast at one stage, but I cannot for the life of me find it because I want to isolate that clip and just tell that story right from the beginning. It's far too off right now. It's far too off right. What? I don't even remember now why why I even brought that up. But basically, uh, oh, one night stand. But yeah, it never. We never progressed beyond that. It never progressed beyond that. Uh, for whatever, I'll be diving into the weeds way too much. This is years ago, a couple of years ago, at least two years ago now. But anyways, we had we had one night together, one night of absolute no. Well, it was a couple of nights, but the night that we finally did have sex together, it was an extremely raw and passionate night, and I left it on a good note. And we never we never saw each other again after that. But not because I was treating her like shit and not returning her phone calls or not, uh, or stringing her along or anything like that at all. It was that we just decided to separate. Is what it is. So you can still be a good guy, and Andy, you can still be a good guy without having to be a shit guy, without having to treat women like shit. <clears throat> and at the same time, while also not being treated shit by women, treating like shit by women, right? So definitely you can balance these. And really, if you want to, how do you find that balance? It's, it's the three core principles that I've always gone back to for my entire, this my entire journey. When I, you know, once I, uh, so to speak, reached my peach tree, which that peak, which is that as long as I'm upfront and direct with all women, all beings, Direct, key principle number one. As long as I'm externally congruent with all, which means that I do what's right outside of me, which means that I don't bend to whoever's in front of me. I don't change who I am because of the girl in front of me. I don't change who I am because of the sushi in front of me. For those of you that know that old school reference, shout out. 
So that's external, right? That's congruence. And then finally, third core principle, authenticity. I do what's right based on what's inside of me, right? That's your internal measure. That's your internal measure, which is that I know that based on who I am, based on where I'm going in life, based on what I value, that this is what's right right now. This is what I feel is the right decision right now inside of myself. So if you can harmonize authenticity inside of yourself, congruence outside of yourself, and then a directness with all beings, I think you're going to be a pretty good dude. I think you're going to be able to convey a very good, uh, the best of yourself. Okay, so hopefully that answers that. And I thank you very much for this channel's first ever uh, Super Chat donation. I really appreciate that, Andy. Thank you so much. Okay, so, and like I said, uh, feel free to send me an email uh, at boldoja.com or adam at boldoja.com. Um, just let me know and saying that you were and, you know, I, I'll have some back and forth back and forth with you if uh, if you need to. So, Sharks. Yeah, that's right, Sharks. Donating that $5 super chat in Canadian dollars. Holy shit. Ah, And he says, arigato, kind sir. Um, I kind of went on a super chat for you before that. Um, he's, he's just saying thank you. So I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much, Sharks. Uh, oh, Kevin. Kevin B, it's Kev from New York. What's going on with the $5 super chat? Holy shit. Kevin, uh, Kev is, uh, Kev, I, I, um, I did a one-on-one with when I was in New York uh, last month. We had an amazing one-on-one. Shout out to Who Kitchen. They get a free shout out right now. If you're in New York, Paleo Cafe at Who Kitchen. We did some great work in there and uh, some great uh, tactical work as well. You remember that, Kev? You remember that, Kev? <laughs> so let me uh, read out his message. It's Kev from New York. Glad we got to meet when you were in June. I saw your video on Tai Chi you made a few years ago. How do you feel about it now? Fucking great question. Fucking great question. Let me just get a sip of this matcha and we'll get it. Oh, shit. By the way, guys, if you have not dropped a thumbs up on this video, I would highly appreciate it for the YouTube uh, algorithm. Let's get it sent out to more people. Helps YouTube know that you guys actually care about this content and I'll let you know about it more. Is what it is. Oh, that much is good. Okay. So, he's asked, Kev with the $5 Super Chat is asking about Tai Chi. Yeah, made that a few years ago. How do I feel about it now? So, uh, still on the gram. Not recently. Probably not in about two or three months. I was posting a few more Tai Chi videos. I guess maybe it wasn't that recently. Maybe it was about three months ago or so. But the interesting thing about Tai Chi was that because I've always, I've been uh, training martial arts since I was a very young kid, since I, and my, my dad was a uh, third down black belt in uh, traditional Japanese karate, Shotokan style, and he was a sensei. And so I was training, I was training ever since I was like uh, six, six or seven years old. It's always been a part of my being and it's been a long journey through that on and off transition to mixed martial arts, et cetera. And so when I found Tai Chi, I absolutely just, it just, it was easy. It was easy for me to, uh, guys always ask me like, where did you learn from? I literally learned from Paul Yang. Is it Paul Yang? Uh, his uh, instructional videos on YouTube. It might not be Paul Yang. I might be getting that fucking wrong. But if you go to the channel, I link the description. And I'm the type of person that can just see and learn. And then I record myself and learn from that. And I got the 24 forms, Young style down pretty quick. And I was just doing it every day. And then eventually I kind of just, yeah, it's been, it was a few years since then. And then I'll just be on and off of it with a month or so. Maybe I'll do it every single day for a month and I'll drop off for a few months. That'll be back on. But what I know is that because once you drive 
or drill kev that hardcore skill just like with guitar just like with language actually language is maybe a bit different but if you do enough of it if you do enough of anything it is like riding a bike it is like the kind of thing where right now yes i might be a bit rough. i haven't done it in a couple of months if i was to go down to the beach right now and hit up with 24 forms i might miss a few moves i might miss a few moves for sure but i'll probably have about 80 80 to 85 percent of it uh for sure now that's just on a technical 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 no tat yes technical front that's the word I'm looking for on a technical front but on a more uh, spiritual front what Tai Chi did for me is something that has lasted for life it's something that I still carry with me today which is and I put it up on the gram last night if you guys aren't following me on Instagram Tang one Tang one I put up in the meditation last night there's chaos and harmony chaos is in harmony and harmony is in chaos something like that I'll actually get it up let me do it Give me one sec. I'm already on the ground. It won't take long. <laughs> uh, it was chaos and harmony are one and the same. That was last night's meditation. And that's what Tai Chi gives you. That that uh, that balance. and that uh, Yin and Yang, right? Tai Chi is a manifestation of the Yin and Yang concept. Uh, the Tao. The Tao and Yin and Yang are one and the same. And so when you're looking at it and you're looking at Tai Chi, what you get from it, even just at the core level, the breathing, just to be in your everyday life. And remember that, especially in places like airports, busy fucking areas like Fifth Avenue, New York. Like you're in New York, Kev. You're in, uh, you're going up Madison Avenue or you're in like these H&M or you're in these extremely condensed areas with so many people, right? You're in this chaos. You can just learn to breathe, like, You can find the harmony in chaos. That's what Tai Chi is. That's what Tai Chi does for me. You know, when I think about it, well, how I feel about it now is that what I feel about it is that Tai Chi, the physical practice, the art of Tai Chi, should be taught to all children from the beginning. I should have been taught that out of the womb, 100%. Now, I was, I was taught karate pretty much out of the womb, but uh, so I got some other stuff through there. But, you know, Tai Chi is a gentle art in the young style. It has more aggressive forms. There are other forms of Tai Chi that are more aggressive. But the young style is the peaceful style that you'll see in the in the in the squares in China when they're doing oh like eighty year olds, thirty five year olds, nine year olds, and you can be as flexible and as aggressive as you want to be of it, but you don't have to be. Like Tai Chi has levels within it. Like the first level of learning a Tai Chi movement, even just I'm just going to do it on the cam here for you guys. Just just the first move. Right, just hmm. Mm. Just that. Now I'm sitting down, so it's not the full thing. I'm not going to get up for it. But it's just that, right? The first thing you learn is just the hand movement, just the physical cognition, just just the proprioception of how to move your hand in this movement. That's step one. Right? That's level one. But then step two is then to align your breathing with the physical cognition. So I breathe in and I breathe out. So that's step two. When you get a handle on that, finally step three, is to actually infuse your energy within that movement. So you're no longer just moving the hand, and you're no longer just moving the hand in synchronicity with your breathing, but now you're moving the hand in synchronicity with your breathing while also drawing the energy from the center of yourself into that movement. And if you guys, a great visual visual and physical representation of this is in the uh, Western animation, uh, The Last Airbender, Avatar, especially with the waterbenders. Right, that is what Tai Chi is, and a lot of the waterbending 
and animation is based on Tai Chi. All the, actually, they perform a lot of Tai Chi movements in it. And that's kind of what it's like. Anyway, so you learn those movements and then you bring that into your everyday life. And then all of a sudden you're in front of a woman and you're in the chaos. You're in the fucking chaos. You're in, you're in fucking reds. You're in the revs. For those of you who are just trying to know, you're in a rave nightclub where it's just like fucking booming lights and booming sound. And you're at these festivals. You're at an EDM festival. You're at Tomorrowland. And it's just chaos all around you. But then you can breathe. And then that sets you. I want you guys to imagine a an EMP. For those of you that are not hardcore nerds into Call of Duty. But an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse, which just kills all electronics. Where it's like, doom. When you hit that EMP and everything around you just goes lights out. That is what it's like when you provide the polarity in a chaotic environment with your harmony. So you guys might have seen in a lot of my content in a in a seminar in a workshop that I did with two with two dudes. It's a night game workshop. And I say to them, listen, what we're gonna do when we step out, it's like an hour seminar before we go out at night and cushion at night. And we're in this uh, one hour seminar when we're doing physical uh, stuff with them. And I did this thing where I was like, and I do this all the time, which I go, all right, so the first thing we're going to do when we step into that club, it's going to be 9 p.m. There's barely going to be any people in there, but there's always a few girls on the dance floor. Always. Always at about 9 p.m. There's a few girls on the dance floor and they're not that drunk yet. They're pretty sober still. And what you're going to do is that you're going to go into the middle of that dance floor in the middle of those girls and you're just going to do this. And I'm sitting down right now, but you're essentially going to get into a horse stance. And you're just going to get into a horse stance and just put your hands out like this, like double, double palms to the, in the air in front of you, extending your arms. And you're going to take a deep breath and close your eyes. And it's just like, like that, right? You're just going to take these deep breaths and, and you're like, you got to imagine you're squatting down. You're in the middle of these girls squatting down, horse stance, double palms out front, just getting into the harmony. Now you got this chaos around you. These like attractive girls, like six, seven girls around you, and you're just this weird fucking guy in this horse stance breathing. <laughs> yes, sir. And what that does, what that does is like an EMP. That's why I bring that up is that even though there's, you're on a dance floor where it's, it's booming lights, booming sound, and these girls are here to have this fucking good time, we have a fucking good time, and all of a sudden you, you bring the peace. And when I say that, like, what do you mean bring the peace out of me? What the fuck does that mean? Bringing the peace means you're showing the mountains when they expected the sea. Shout out to Miyamoto Musashi. Quote from Miyamoto Musashi in the Book of Five Rings. When they expect the sea, give them mountains. When they expect mountains, give them the sea. Now, for those of you that can't read into that, you're at an EDM festival. You see these girls. It's just fucking sardines. Packed, Right? Nightclub, packed, not just cocaine, speed, fucking people pinging off everything, right? These girls are drunk off their tits. There are people around you drunk off their tits. And all of a sudden you just come in with this, yo, if they can hear you, but even if they can't hear you, it's your energy. Extend the hand, extend the hand, go straight up to a girl, extend the hand. I breathe. She takes my hand. I pull her in. I breathe. Right, she's receptive to that. I get hip to hip with her. 
I breathe. Haven't said a single word at this point. Doesn't even matter because I wouldn't even want to because she can't hear anything. It's too, it's too loud. But why is all this working? Because I'm not uncentered. I'm not ungrounded. I'm in a chaotic environment, but I'm not allowing the environment to dictate myself, right? I dictate how I operate over this environment. And I do this through breathing. And I do this because of what Tai Chi taught me. And you can get this in many other ways. I'm not saying you have to do Tai Chi to do this, but you can definitely taught me this, right? Harmony in the chaos. We're here to hear this here, all right? She's with her friends. Her friends are all like, what the fuck's going on here? Does she know this guy? Because any time you go up to a girl and she's that receptive off the bat and her friends and she haven't, you have not been introduced to her friends off the get, they immediately assume that she already knows you. Now, this is powerful, super powerful. Getting some night game tactics here. Um, we've been going for like an hour and 10 minutes. I don't mind this at all. But, but they always assume that she already knows you because what girl would be that receptive to a guy that, that she doesn't know? But how many times is it the case for myself, my clients, my wings, where we are in that harmonious stage within ourselves? How, now you might be thinking, how the hell do you get to that harmonious stage within that night? Is that, did I have to do Tai Chi that day? Did I have to do Tai Chi that day to get to that state? No, no. You get that by warming yourself through the process if you're not used to this. But even if you are used to this, which is that I've most likely spoken to the last 500 people because I view the entire night as one interaction, different tactic there. But anyways, I've definitely done that horse dance shit at the beginning. That definitely gets me out. But so I'm with this girl and we're hips to here. And then all of a sudden I'm hand around the back of the neck and now I'm just slow dancing with her. I will never entertain... I, here, this is where I wrap this up for you, Kev. I will never entertain rave dancing, R&B dancing. And when I say R&B dancing, I mean like trying to pop and lock and bounce and all over the place and trying to show her my dance moves or anything like that. I will never do any, I'll never entertain that until we've slow danced together. That can happen afterwards, for sure. But why? Think about it. You guys on the live stream right now, why? Why Why would, why, why not? What? The reason why is because I'm trying to show her the harmony within the chaos. And that while everyone else around her are just like, like, just like that, just just doing crazy, just pulling out their dance moves. There's always that one guy on the dance floor who's just trying to do his B-boy shit, right? He thinks that's got to get him the girls. All right, play it fair, do do your shit, whatever. Okay, he's there to have fun. I acknowledge that not all of us are out there working on social dynamics. But anyways, if you are and you're trying to do that shit, that's a big no-no. Anyways, coming back. But all of a sudden, I'm giving her this, not only have I been super calm, super, pre- just just pulled her in off the hand, just comfortable just being next to her hip, just comfortable slapping her hand behind her neck. And then all of a sudden, I just start slow dancing with her. I just got one hand around the back of the neck, one hand around her back, her lower back, and it's just rocking side to side, just moving side to side. You don't have to know dancing to do this. It's literally just swaying. It's just some Patrick Swayze shit. Okay, some Patrick Swayze shit. And all that does her is that it shows her the harmony and the chaos. And a lot of guys get fucked up on how to move a girl, not only away from her friends, but off a chaotic environment on the dance floor. Well, newsflash, it's not by being chaotic. It's not by rushing up to her and trying to just just machine gun a whole bunch of shit into her ear while trying to shout over this music. No. It's by using your, your, your biokinetic energy, right? Your chemistry through your physicality. That's the rinse stuff. Anyways, back to the question of the Tai Chi. That's how I feel about Tai Chi now. 
which is that I recommend it to absolutely everyone and anyone to learn the harmony within the chaos. Hopefully that answers that, Kev. Thank you so much for your uh, super chat, $5 donation. I'm super, super grateful. Okay. So we got, we got some more, que- we got some, we got a few more questions. So well, here we go right here. Um, I'm going to have to jump. We've got an hour and 15. I'll extend this out to the hour and 30. I'll, uh, I'll finish up. There's a few more questions here. So I'll take these last questions here. So guys, please do, uh, do not ask any more questions beyond this point, but please drop a thumbs up. You still drop a comment. Let me know how you feel about this live stream. Still let me know. Drop me feedback for sure. Uh, but I'll have to peace out here after these last couple of questions. So Andre Michael says, could you kindly provide us with your PayPal link? Super, super chat is not available in my country. Thanks for all that you do. Andre, thank you so much. If you go to boldojo.com, oh, the actual, I can give you the direct link. Hold up. <laughs> hold up. I just went into my own live stream. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Um, I can drop the link in here. I'm pretty sure. Pay. Anyways, for those that are listening, it's paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. That'll take you straight to my PayPal link. I'm going to drop it into the actual... I think I can put it in the description. Sorry, guys. I am super... This is my first ever live stream on YouTube. So I don't... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I can put it in the description. So what I'm going to do right now... It should already be in the description. I think. No? Yes? No? No, it's not. So I've just put it in the description. PayPal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I is the PayPal link if you would like to donate anything. Uh, it's also on the Bordeaux website as well. In Bordeaux.com, if you go to podcast, Bordeaux podcast, there's a donate to uh, donate button there as well. That goes straight through the website. But anyways, that's all there. Don't worry, guys. Uh, I was, this, is the, this is the thing is that I don't wait to get things perfect. Otherwise, you'll never get anything fucking done in life. So there was a whole bunch of issues at the beginning. We're just finding our way through this. So uh, thank you so much, Andre, to anything you do donate. Uh, Andy Palomo says, cheers, mate. From SoCal, gave me the insight I needed. Boom. Uh, last time I was in California was on that 10-day meditation, man. Just 10 days on Venice Beach every single day. Did 20, 25,000 steps up the coast. I'd meditate each day. Amazing. Amazing experience. Um, definitely would come back. Um, and finishing up here, St. Louis. St. Louis says, where the sushi eaters, others are sushi on the conveyor belt. Yes, sir. I'm glad one person got that reference. <laughs> and Sharks finishes off by saying, Patrick Swayze, baby. Patrick Swayze, rest, rest in peace. I'm pretty sure. I think so. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure Patrick Swayze passed away a few years ago, actually. Um, I could be wrong on that, though. I could be wrong. So, anyways, guys. We have been on for a hot almost hour and 20 minutes here. First 20, 25 minutes was straight fire. Straight fire on how to know that you're in the friend zone, which of course I'm just summarizing this up right now, which is actually it's more important to look at is not just obviously do you not have a sexually polarized connection right now, but have you had a sexually polarized connection? What was the intent there from the beginning? Because you can have girls that you're friends with as long as you started off in a sexually polarized way, that's fine. But you shouldn't. it should never be the other way around. It should never be that you were such an abomination of a masculine being that you were not able to convey intent to her off the get. Then you two can decide whether you need to be friends based on lifestyle decisions after. After. Key point there. 
Then we went for two, there's so many great stories in that from stories in high school, all that shit. Uh, shout out to Joy if she's listening or watching. And then uh, we just went for probably what an hour, an hour just on straight Q and A. And to all of you that donated in the super chat, uh, I am ridiculously grateful, ridiculously grateful. All of that, by the way, guys, just goes to the bottle of cut to this fund to the fund that will go to improving uh, the technicalities, improving. Improving the mics, improving the cameras, improving uh, the software. I've got to, I'm going to look up, I'm going to get back after this and try and work out why it was an error on the scheduled event. That's what happened. It was a scheduled event and it said that I couldn't go live on it. So I had to create like a stream now. So hopefully we'll get that shit sorted in the future. That is where I'm going to be uh, finishing this up with. So this has been an intense first kickoff social Q&A, which we will be doing uh, every Friday. I would like your feedback on the timing as well. I think we could probably bring it back now. I start at 11 a.m. Friday time. I would like to drop this back. Maybe I could drop this back to 8.30 New York and 5.30 uh, LA time, which would make it 1.30 for the UK. Might make it a bit easier for the UK people. Uh, but we'll see. I could probably do it an hour early. I definitely wouldn't do it any later. So anyways, I thank you guys so much. We're going to be ending the stream right now. However that happens, <laughs> however the hell we do that, and don't, this will be produced in post. So for those that missed it, I'll be posting this sometime in the next week. Thank you so much for being here, guys. I wish you the best in your journeys. Much peace and much joy. Ciao. Thank you very much for diving into this episode of Social Q&A live, my friends. If you would like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on the gram at uitang1, double O-I-Tang-1. Also, if you missed this live stream but would like to join in on the next one, just on YouTube at The Bowl every Friday, at least for the foreseeable future, we will be doing this at 10 a.m., Australian Central Standard Time, which is Adelaide time, converted to your city, of course. And I would love your feedback on this episode as well. Whether you want to slide me an email at boldoja.com or you want to slide me a DM on the gram or on YouTube, drop a comment, that'll be most appreciated. And of course, this episode is brought to you by boldoja.com, where you guys can pick up that crash course to kick us day game, get your day game sorted, pair it up with a 30 day challenge, you'll be sweet. Also, booking one on one Skype coaching, where you guys can dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to create change in your actual life. And if you'd like to become a Bowl Insider, which gains access to priority messaging, priority session bookings as well, which I cannot do for everyone. It's only for the Bowl Insiders. You can also book those through the website. And also for those of you that really want to dive in deep and attain the freedom of choice in your dating life, be anywhere and be in any state, see that woman that you're so much attracted to, coconut oil style. <laughs> and be able to bring the best of your 50. And of course, day game foundational boot camps. You can sign up for those at allatpodojo.com. Also, if you would like to donate to this podo, you can do so by donating anything that you wish through the PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. And anything you guys do donate is so tremendously appreciated. It's, uh, it blows my mind. So thank you so much. And of course, I'm wishing you all the very best in your life, the very best in your journeys. Thank you so much for being here with me. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.